0: Hi everybody, I'm Jason Mangum and I'm Mark Anderson and this is World Impact News. Today we're going to be talking to you about really about all this impeachment uh, inquiry and things that you've been hearing. We'll be laying out different facts, some of the stuff you may have heard, but there's going to be lots of the information we provide today that nobody heard, nor is the media going to do any reports on. And so we're going to really kind of expose really and, and we're not necessarily calling it this, but we're going to expose this false impeachment doctrine and a lot of what is going on as this impeachment inquiry, these secret meetings and how things have been done and being done in a, in a very odd it's really odd, I would say, Mark. Yeah. It's, it's never
1: been this way before. When Un- unorthodox. It, and, and that's rather a good rather way to say rather it. Rather subterranean almost, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, the key thing to keep in mind is that if you go back to 2014, February of that year, there was a coup engineered by Victoria Newland of the uh, Obama State Department. And at that time, Yanukovych, the leader of Ukraine at that time, was overthrown and the Poroshenko regime was put in. Now, the main reason was the Russian-leaning leader that was overthrown at that time was anti-EU and anti-NATO to a degree. He didn't want to join that internationalist foal that was pushing itself up against Russia's borders and then blaming Russia for responding and acting like Russia is the aggressor, a meme that we still hear to this day. But that Poroshenko regime is the one where one Vice President Joe Biden visited. That's who he visited when he went overseas aboard Air Force Two as Vice President under the Obama White House and promulgated deals uh, in which money was uh, withheld from the Ukrainian government and that money was held up so a prosecutor who could expose the dealings of energy, the energy company that was doing, uh, that was hiring Biden's son Hunter, that prosecutor, so he would not get into that, would not investigate Hunter Biden's dealings with Burisma. Uh, the Ukrainian government, of which that prosecutor was a part, was told, "You don't get the billion until you fire that prosecutor." And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and
0: from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they walked out to the press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was about six hours. I looked at I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, well, son
1: of a bitch. got fired and that's what happened jason and that's the big topic of our talk today as we branch out is that the real uh leverage with money the withholding of money making it conditional and then firing a prosecutor making sure he was fired before ukraine would get that billion dollars that was what Joe Biden did, and that obstructed that prosecutor from investigating Hunter Biden, Joe's son, and Burisma, that, oil, that energy company that he worked for. That means obstruction of justice. That means withholding U.S. non-lethal aid to make sure that obstruction of justice happened, that that prosecutor was fired. So this coup of February 2014, this first coup... Leads to now what is what's being called impeachment, but what what is in fact a continuation of that coup movement, you might call it. This idea that anybody who's anti NATO, anti EU, anti internationalist, such as President Trump, like the Russian leader, Russian leaning Ukrainian leader who was ousted in February 2014, anybody with those leanings is 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 summarily dismissed either through uh, actual coup that happened in Ukraine or coup under the guise of impeachment that's happening now, Jason. Exactly. This is what we're seeing is a deep state coup started in Ukraine five years ago, continuing now. That's right. Many of you
0: say, oh, well, this deep state, it doesn't really exist, but it does exist, and it's at the highest level. And so, I mean, you have John Brennan, who actually came out and said, thank God for the deep state, because there's this ideal that the deep state protects is protecting when that's the exact opposite of what's going on and so what's happening uh ladies and gentlemen is you're seeing uh in these impeachment inquiries as well as you saw it with the russian hoax you saw it with you know this collusion where this obstruction and now the ukraine you're seeing all these charges and things being brought it's really just a scramble and that's what's happening is is that they're scrambling because Let's, let's just go back. Let's go back to even just previous, uh, like Mark did, 2014. Then you have 2015 coming, where as this coup in the Ukraine happened, you had the Obama administration setting up different organizations over there to help with anti-corruption or what they call, which is all established and set up by the DNC, by the Obama administration. And so they were basically controlling and using the Ukraine almost as a middleman to fund and support a lot of what their globalist agendas and progressive project was about. That's exactly right. And so then what you have is you have the election coming up in 2016 when everybody thought...
1: That Hillary Clinton was going to win. They were so sure. So sure of it. And, and, it the, and so they're just like gangbusters. They're the bull in the China shop doing whatever they felt like doing. Because exactly. they figured there's no consequences.
0: Exactly. And so what you're seeing is where people then begin uh, thinking that Hillary Clinton was going to win, that there was no doubt in their mind. There, I mean, there was certainly an ego, egotistical nemesis there, we can see. And this hubris because they think that but but in any case, so that's why you see them taking these unnecessary risks and they're taking certain actions to expose themselves because they thought, well, Hillary Clinton was going to get elected and there would be no consequences, as well as they would be rewarded for their actions. And so that's something that the media, Mark, have you heard that once on the media? That's something the media is not exposing or discussing and you know, So we bring that to you today is you've got to realize yes. that in this continuation of a coup that happened in 2014 in the Ukraine, which is now happening against Trump and really against you, ladies and gentlemen, you U.S. citizens out there, this is against you. This is a coup to void and make your vote null and void. So this is what's happening right now. But it's all based and all started based off of this engine yes. of Deceit and lies and agenda that we're seeing from the deep state, from the globalist. And so that's one of the things that we can really, really um, and really want to communicate to you is what the number one reason is that you can see. Well, what, why were they doing these things? Because they were doing taking risk and doing things that would, they probably would have not done otherwise, but because they were certain Hillary Clinton was going to win and they thought that they had bought her the the election. That's why they were leaking information. That's why the, you you got to understand the Hillary Clinton her campaign was working with about four different organizations like Fusion GPS and some of these different organizations and that's where even the Steele dossier and all these things come into play. So we just kind of want to lay that out there for you so that you can you can see the bigger picture of things that have not
1: been reported. Yeah, the media slices and dices, and even the alternative media is missing a lot of this, but especially the mass media cartel. They slice and dice this, so you never see the whole loaf. Exactly. And so if you look at it and you stand back and look at what happened in February 2014, Younojkovic is overthrown. He was pro-EU, pro-NATO, and that's under the Obama administration. And then along comes... Uh, you know, in, in due time, the 2016 election. And as you said, right. they're going like gangbusters. They figure they've got that in the bag. Yep. And they're still whining that they haven't won that, that they didn't win that election. But now they're looking at 2020. And the main goal, uh, whatever President Trump's actions may have been, the, the main goal is first to erode voter support for Trump before 2020 comes along, especially uh, undecideds, people that... Their jobs are doing a little better because Trump has, among other things, helped the economy, notably, and so they're they're doing a little better. They don't really like the the shrinking and rather oddball Democratic lineup. I think even Pete Buttigieg, the South Bend mayor, is falling right. off the radar screen now. And you know, less than three. And, and then there were six, and then there were five, and then there were th- four, and then there were three. It's shrinking, and it's not looking good. What's Cory Booker still doing there for? What's why is he still there? The lineup is not very impressive, and they deep down, the, the Democratic machine knows this. So they, they look and they know those undecided voters, people that are just getting of age to vote, for example, and those that are independents or slightly more conservative working-class Democrats that see that Trump has done a lot more to protect the working man than Democratic administrations have in recent decades. They look at those voters, and that at first the first thing they want to do is erode that voter support for Trump at the very least, So he doesn't get crossover and undecideds. They know his core voters are pretty much intact for the most part. So that's the first thing. But if they can, they would try this impeachment and carry that over and try and get an actual conviction in the Senate, which is unlikely if you you run the numbers. But they're going to try and do that. Because what they really want is this next coup to follow the first coup back in 2014. That's what it's all about. If you stand back enough and look at the big map, that's what it really is. And everything that Trump is being accused of is simply being projected on him by the democratic, internationalist, deep state machine. What, whatever they're guilty of, they're saying Trump did it. When in that's fact, right. they're the ones, as I illustrated already, where Biden used Monetary leverage of a billion dollars and bragged about it. He bragged in front of of all people, the Council of Foreign Relations. Absolutely, which is part of the deep state in terms of a feeder organization that helps groom statesmen who then enter the federal government through the CFR's auspices, <clears throat> which goes back to Morgan and Rockefeller money in the early nineteen uh, early nineteen hundreds, founded in New York City in nineteen twenty one. And it still exists at 58 East 68th Street in the Park Avenue part of Manhattan. So, yeah, the CFR and other key think tanks, the Carnegie Endowment, uh, are part of the deep state. People think of the deep state as only the bowels of the bureaucracy and the federal government, the CIA, the FBI. It is that, but it's much more. The tax-exempt foundations as well that are tied to the CFR and the Carnegie Endowment and others. So this is what it's really about. That's what the deep state really is. That's right, Mark. And so essentially, Democrats
0: want to impeach President Trump based on what he may have thought of doing without actually doing it. And they have no evidence, no proof that he actually even thought it. But they say former Vice President Biden is off limits, that he's immune from any legal or investigative action because he is a political candidate. It's just more of their political bias and it's absurd, unacceptable and outrageous. So, Mark, maybe you can talk about how Biden was holding money and using it against the Ukrainian
1: government. Joe Biden essentially bragging to the Council on Foreign Relations about leveraging the billion dollars to get that prosecutor fired. Otherwise that prosecutor, slogan would have investigated his son and his son's dealings in Burisma. Now that is true influence peddling and and leverage with money and obstruction of justice. If you make a prosecutor fired before he can investigate your own son while you're vice president, and you're flying your son over there at taxpayer expense on Air Force Two, you are far more guilty of the paltry things, relatively speaking, of which they're accusing Trump. Exactly.
0: And if that's not collusion, projection, and projection, and a
1: quid pro quo, I don't know what is. Right, and this is the this is the essential thing that the media is withholding. And I know, Jason, that you did some pretty studious things last night, uh, making some notes. Maybe you'd like to share some of those. I have a Ron Paul note, uh, not Rand Paul, but his retired father, Ron Paul, uh, Congressman Ron Paul, had something interesting to say. But maybe you have a couple points to sh- to share first. Yeah, let me and,
0: and let me say this too, because we got to remember this all happened under the Obama administration. Which was really not projected. If you want to know, based upon the the progressive project, it wasn't just an eight year, but it was a sixteen year, uh, because they expected Hillary to win and get another eight years. So oh, eight years
1: of Obama, eight, oh, eight years, years of Hillary. Up, right. Yeah. So they're looking at a sixteen year footprint. Right.
0: So now they're scrambling in this, and like we've laid out. But here are some things, you know, that we can see that's happening within the deep state. And uh, you've got to understand that uh, one of the reasons they don't like Trump is because that he speaks a different lingo lingo than they do. You know, he's talking about things. And really, he threatens their agenda. I mean, you have people like, uh, for instance... Case in point, Lieutenant Colonel Venmon, which you have right there that you're going to share some information on? Is Trump was not going by our talking points. Well, whose talking points? Our, our talking points. So that's talk, the deep state. That's the deep state, exactly, Mark. So you can see, so this state within a state, uh, they don't look at any political power that comes in, or the new pre- newly president, newly elected president that comes in. They look at themselves as the final
1: authority. And that's so, true. And an interesting point to keep in mind, and this goes back into the history of it, and I'll make it very brief, is the deep state represents, because it involves the CFR and the Texas foundations and not just the bureaucracy, the deep state represents a coup that's already happened, Jason. It's a coup against our government that's already seated. Right. They're already in place. The coup right. was a long time ago. Correct. Around the time of the founding of the Federal Reserve System in 1913. That's exactly right, Mark. The private central bank. So a coup already happened. So when successive presidents come in, they're basically screened to make sure they fit the deep state mold. Well, lo and behold, Trump got in. Oops, he wasn't supposed to do that. That's right. So somebody in there, and this doesn't mean Trump is perfect. He has his faults, his foibles, his corruptions, warts and all. However, he's not cut from that cloth, and that's the problem. That's why this is happening. Right, because...
0: It threatens their agenda. Long term, yes. already had a coup, already
1: happened agenda.
0: Exactly. And so they see themselves as transcending against any political system. And that's really what the deep state is. It's the state within a state that's running things, that bureaucracy, that level That uh, that's really, they feel, runs and controls everything. Where, in fact, it is the duly elected president of the United States who would instill or set the foreign policies and these different policies. And so anybody that comes against their agenda that threatens them, they're going to take action. And that's why we're seeing this continuation of the original coup that's actually threatening their agenda. So that's why you see the shift show. Yep, the shift show is just a reaction
1: to the original coup when, when our government became... Uh, captive by the deep state, the deep state framed our government and basically put it within a, a, a sort of a cage of sorts. And then the Ukrainian one in 2014 and then now. So you've got these progressive and I think you had notes on that, a progressive yeah. series of coup, uh, coups. What was that? I, I forget that.
0: Yeah, well, actually, what happens is uh, and, and you mentioned just just to go back, as Mark was mentioning about Woodrow Wilson. This is when a lot of this was established with the deep state. Yeah, this is you're talking about 20th century, even, uh, you know, even late 19th century. You see a lot of this being uh, established in that with the progressive project. Now, one of the things, too, I I do want to in this establishment of this would be um, I want to point out with Adam Schiff specifically. You'll see all of the people that that are being interviewed and discussed Before they're even allowed to talk, they give their resume. Third generation this, I was in the NCE, transferred to the NSA, transferred to the Pentagon, transferred to the State Department. They give their list of credentials and they have some sort of PhD, MBA, you know, whatever it might be behind their name. Right. So it's this authoritarian type uh, belief. And so I just, just so that people understand how it works, that what they say matters. What they say is the final thing and they don't like to be questioned, they don't like to be cross examined, they don't want to answer anything based upon what their opinions and are. And
1: you'll notice those are quite deep stateish credentials. Yes. Revolving doors between different departments of the deep state. Exactly. Even though the real deep state extends again to the CFR and the Carnegie Endowment and the Federal Reserve and the foundations, the big money that feeds into and makes the government dependent on the central banking system to even function. Right. Which is why we have a national debt. We instead of spending our money into existence interest free, we borrow it from the international banking consortium and that makes our government inured or uh, uh, subservient to the lender. At any rate, the, the bottom line there is what you're saying, Jason, is they, they hammer these congressional uh, members who are members of these committees that are trying to cross-examine them. They hammer them with their heavy credentials and basically they're trying to say we're beyond reproach. Exactly. And they have no political ties, you see, or no,
0: they're not elected. Right. You know, they're, they're never in, in the elected. If they are, if there is some political connection, whatever, you know, they moved in and out of the, de, you know, out of the uh, State Department into, you know, maybe some political realm. But, uh, but that's the thing is you could see the ties that they have and their credentials that they, that they lay out uh, because it's all based upon the Ivy League school and it's based upon, you know, what their title is and how much experience they have and what tenure they have.
1: And right, so and, it, that,
0: and anybody that comes against that
1: is it, like just, Trump is just, just some is just some hayseed exactly. or some flamboyant playboy. Who, who 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 are they to question these things? Right, and the fact is, Trump doesn't
0: respect any of these people, so that totally outrages them. You know, he there, he has no respect for them, but they don't have any respect for him either. Even that's where you're seeing. Just to put a side note, there is you see such an attack against the office of the presidency like we've never seen before. Hey, at least you honor and respect the president. There is no respect when it comes from the deep state or the media or these different influencing parties that are involved.
1: Yeah, Trump coming in and wanting to overhaul NAFTA, which he did, Question whether countries are ponying up their money to support NATO. If, if right. they think it's so great, why won't they cough up their 2% of GDP to support NATO? Trump came in and started moving the chess pieces differently than the deep state wanted. That's exactly. to summarize it. Yes along lines of economic development more 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 of an industrial base here the deep state wanted to de industrialize America and rezone the world so no one country could be um, industrially mighty, except for China, but they're under the clampdown control of the Politburo, the Communist Party, so it doesn't matter if they have more industrial might. Right. Those workers have no future. Right? They just work themselves to death, and that's the end of their life. So there's no upwardly mobile middle class coming from that industry. So, exactly. so Trump began to move all these pieces. Again, doesn't mean he's a perfect guy. He might have, you know, perhaps been a little bit he could have been maybe a little more careful in his actions in Ukraine, perhaps. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe he didn't think it through. But there's, no, there's nothing rising to high crimes and misdemeanors there. And there's nothing impeachable there. Right. Uh, Bill Clinton was impeached for relatively minor things. But he was involved in Chinagate, where China was putting money into his campaigns... And sensitive missile guidance technology was going to Red China. Yes. And he was not impeached for that. And that does indeed rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. Why was he impeached for relatively minor things? And again, we, we can't state it enough, Jason. Impeachment, ladies and gentlemen, remember, only means to file charges like an indictment. To convict and remove some someone from office is a entirely separate matter that now, as we speak here on the 17th of December 2019, as we, as we record this, it's now moving, once the holidays pass, pretty much, it'll now move over to the Senate for trial. But my understanding is at least 20 Republicans would have to jump ship on Trump in order to get a conviction. Right. And a lot of people, including Willie Brown... A longtime West Coast Democrat out of California, even he had to admit it's unlikely the Democrats in the Senate will get 20 Republicans to jump ship on Trump. Right. In the and, conviction process. And what we've
0: actually seen because of these impeachment proceedings is where Democrats are actually against the impeachment. I think you have one, John Devere, that, is that New Jersey uh, representative who is actually talking about leaving the Democratic Party and coming to the Republican Party. And then
1: there's a Minnesota House Democrat who does not agree with the impeachment. Right. And more and more now
0: you're seeing these town hall meetings and things that are happening where the Democratic representatives are being booed and saying, you're the Democratic Party, is the party of hate and the party of lies. And so you're seeing where, because you got to realize, I think there was about 17, at least 17, of the Democratic representatives that were elected are in heavy Trump areas. They voted for Trump in those areas. So you have a big problem because you say well why are you why are you mentioning those facts? Well because let's face it that the constituents who voted and and elected those representatives, US representatives and and US senators that put them in To place, They put them there to get things done for their district and their area. They didn't put them in power to impeach the president of the United States. Yeah,
1: and there's some, including a woman from Michigan, can't remember her name offhand, who's among those Congress members that are in pro-Trump districts that's saying, no, they're going to stand their ground and they're going to vote for impeachment, they say. Well, if they want to shoot themselves politically in the foot, be my guest because nothing would help Trump more than gaining more House seats back after that very questionable loss of some 40 seats in the 2018 elections. Right. And I'd sure like to see the details on those election returns. That's a subject for another time. Right. That, that's just not believable. I'm sorry. Yeah. But be that as it may, I, I think what we've covered here, Jason, is really important. And I'll just note as we wind up today that Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman... As noted by the former Congressman Ron Paul, who was from right here in Texas, from Victoria Way when he was in Congress, and he was a two-time presidential candidate, Rand Paul's father. The most shocking thing about the House impeachment hearings, he said, is not a smoking gun witness providing irrefutable evidence of quid pro quo, and it's not that President Trump may or may not have asked the Ukrainians to look into business deals between then-Vice President Joe Biden's son and a Ukrainian oligarch. The most shocking thing to come out of the hearings thus far is confirmation that no matter who's elected president, the permanent government, the deep state, will not allow a change in our aggressive interventionist foreign policy. And and Ron Paul was an expert in these matters. He was in Congress for a long time, and he studied very deeply uh, our interventionist foreign policy, where we misuse our military, our brave young men and women, and put them into untenable, unwinnable situations. Right. And they come home physically and emotionally shattered without anything victory-wise to claim. Right. At least nothing of substance, nothing of lasting substance, to be sure. And take Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, Ron Paul continued, who earned praise in the mainstream media. He did not come forth with firsthand evidence that Trump had committed any high crimes and misdemeanors. He did not. He brought a complaint against the president because he was worried that Trump was shifting U.S. policy away from providing offensive weapons to the Ukrainian government, he didn't think the president had the right to suspend aid to Ukraine because he supported providing aid to Ukraine. Just like you said, Jason, Vinman's saying, well, who's this president? The deep state's in charge. He's right. Trump's getting in the way. That's it. In so many words. And so this is really what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. So you can see how Trump's unethical or, you know, uh, maybe whatever minor label you might want to give it although what jason and i see is trump was simply carrying out what he saw as his duty and simply saying to the uh ukrainian leader the current one that you know you might want to check this out um you know trump is elected to duly enforce the laws faithfully execute the laws you might want to check this out but there was no quid pro quid pro quo but that's always a tricky one which means this for that it's latin this for that right and that there was none of that, and Trump simply said, you might want to look into this. It doesn't smell right. And Trump has a duty to, to protect the uh, political environment, to investigate things when U.S. taxpayer money is being transferred by the hundreds of billions of dollars from our, ta- from our pockets to another country. Exactly. Foreign aid is questionable enough as it is, let alone to say, oh, you can't make any conditions. Like heck, you can't make any conditions. Making conditions is part of what you're supposed to do. But nothing rises to high crimes and misdemeanors. That's the bottom line. Trump was just looking out for the taxpayers, as I see it.
0: Yeah. And as a matter of fact, even that call happened before the announcement of Joe Biden as a presidential candidate. That's correct. It was just assumed. This was very early on. It was just assumed. And the President of the United States works with foreign countries every day, On security and different issues. Correct. On a daily basis regarding foreign policy. So, but now what you see is, so now the Democrats are saying basically, well, because Joe Biden is a political candidate that he's immune. That is inaccurate. They basically say you can't investigate him because he is a political candidate when exactly that's exactly what they're doing. Make false allegations against Trump and he is a political candidate. Trump's a
1: political candidate because he's going to seek re-election. <laughs> See the projection there? Yeah. Yeah. And who's meddling with elections? Who's trying to deny the 2016 voters the opportunity to re-elect Trump? Exactly. And at the very least, like we said, they'll damage him and try and get those crossover and undecided votes out of the way. Right. But uh, I think that pretty much covers it, Jason. I think that what we spelled out here is the overview and core issues of what this is really about. Right. And this is to unelect who we elected. It's to continue past coups. And it's to dress it up as if Trump committed some unforgivable sin when, in fact, uh, the Democrats are doing the very thing in spades that they're accusing Trump of. Classic projection. Exactly. And I don't want to forget to mention Mark uh,
0: Zaheed. We need to mention this. Who is yes. the lawyer for the whistleblower, as well as, this is interesting, he is the actual lawyer for others involved in the conspiracy. So let's just, uh, we, I think I mentioned his name. He was the one that quoted uh, one coup, leads to another and in quoting viva la resistance one coup leads to another to another so thank you for watching make sure you subscribe share with others as well as listen to us we are on several different podcast platforms like apple podcast spotify google podcast anchor and others so go find us that's world impact news and we will see you soon have a great one and merry christmas
1: Happy New Year!